Welcome to What Bubbles Up. Pop open your mind and a cold one and get creative with your hosts, Bill and Barry. What bubbles up? What's poppin' everybody and welcome to episode 6 of this season of What Bubbles Up? Woohoo! A show about ideas. Where do they come <laughs> from and how do you know when they're truly great? Uh, like we said in our very first uh, episode of the season, yes. we had some New Year's resolutions and yes. uh, we promised our listeners that we would have some repeat performances. And uh, that is in fact what we have on hand. Looking forward to this one. Got some hot topics. Yep. Fresh off, off the presses of uh, South by Southwest. Uh, and we got a lot of, of interesting topics to cover. Uh, but the all-important question at hand, of course, Barry, is what are you drinking? All right, Phil. Well, you know, so we've got a regular guest who's like sort of making a return visit, and she keeps coming back and back and back again. And so I was inspired by that. And so I am drinking Perpetual IPA here from, I don't, I'm going to mispronounce it, Trogues? Trogues, yes. Trogues? I know that one very Trogues? good. Very yes. good. Apparently, it's cycled over and over again through a hop back vessel, whatever that is, and a dry hopping method. I'm not sure what that is, but Yikes. Uh, but I, I thought the perpetual, <laughs> I, I, the perpetual nature, I thought was excellent. So I'm going to fire this. What? Yeah. This one up. Ooh, that'll yeah. be good. All yeah. right, Phil. What are you drinking? I, I actually think you will enjoy that. I've had that before. Uh, it's an excellent choice. So uh, we are in the midst of March Madness. Uh, yes. As we know, the NCAA tournament is uh, well underway. We're uh, going from the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight. And, uh, of course, as I may or may not have mentioned in the past, I did attend the University of Virginia that uh, <laughs> they did not make an appearance in the NCAA, but they did make it to the Elite Eight of the NIT. Ah, well, uh, good, so good. it's something, but they but they lost to uh, St. Bonaventure. Yes. Uh, so I thought I would say, you know, in honor of my uh, fallen Cavaliers, yes. I, I picked up uh, a, a a nice, tasty choice from Three Notched Brewing Company. They're based in Charlottesville, where the alma mater mm. is based. This is called the Ghost of the James. Uh, it is an American pale ale, 35 IBUs, 5.1 percent uh, ABV, uh, brewed with an ambush, an ambush of, <laughs> all right, of dry hops. Uh, there's a dry hopped vibe going on, I, I feel. And, um, I've had this before, but wow, it's very tasty, very citrusy. I'm going to pop it open one more time and see what happens. All right. There you go. Ooh, well, awesome. Excellent. Excellent. While you're doing it, let us uh, re-welcome Valerie Vacante, who's joining us once again, as our most regular, most repeatable guest. So, Val, <laughs> welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for having me back. Yes, awesome. Yay. So, again, Val Val is a uh, global innovator, and she is a strategist who does a lot of things in the product and innovation space and does a lot of thinking about emerging technology. and. Uh, works with me here at Merkel, but uh, was also just at South by Southwest presenting, doing a bunch of different things with a lot of really interesting companies. And so we thought, Val, it would be great to have you on again to kind of tell us a little bit about some of the best ideas, some of the coolest stuff that you saw at South by. So, so um, um, why don't we dive right in, actually? And so, like, like, what was it like being back at South by Southwest after all this time? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was it was really exciting because uh, what a lot of people may not 
realize or remember is that the last in-person South by Southwest we had was 2019. Wow. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was phenomenal just having all of the, the global, um, you know, innovators and creative minds together here in Austin again. Yeah. I mean, so tell people if, who haven't ever been to this part of South by like, how does it work? Is it all up and down the street? Is it in a convention hall? Is are there how many people are there? Like what what is the city like for this part? I mean, people know the music festival, but talk a little mm-hmm. bit about this part of South by. Yeah, so um actually it's a mix of everything. Um, and it's everything, it really starts out with a lot of more of the innovation, emerging tech, different yeah. summits. Yeah. So everything from um, Future of Work or XR or gaming, kind of like kicking off the week and then getting into exactly, as you said, Barry, more of the film, more of the um, different aspects of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it, uh, was, was, how was, what was the energy like? I mean, uh, first of all, did, did it feel like we had just gone through a pandemic or did it feel like it was, it was back to the way it was? So I, I would say this is actually the first time where I felt like it was back where it was. Yeah. And, and, and in a really remarkable way in that, um, you know, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, it, it was almost like, um, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was almost like anyone and everyone and anything would be a pop-up. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. South by. yeah. Um, Just some really off the wall, we'll call them not necessarily on brand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Very diplomatically up. said. <laughs> yeah, that, that were happening all over. It was like, hey, here's a part of a bus stop or here's part of a curb or like what anywhere, you know, and, and so it got over the top and very, very commercialized. Um, and because everybody wanted a piece of that, you know, that creativity, that innovation, that design sort yeah, of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, what was so great on so many levels, this South by is that, you know, it was really the first time that people were getting back together. People were, were hugging, they were back together, but, um, it, it felt like the old South by Austin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so big enough, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, but focused. It had yeah. kind exactly. of the focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. awesome. Well, Val, I mean, so we talked and um, asked you to kind of put some thoughts together, right? It's a podcast about ideas, and South by Southwest is really about a bunch of really interesting ideas. So we wanted to kind of step through some of your observations from South by, talk a little bit about um, some of the coolest stuff you saw, some of the best ideas. So, I mean, the first thing you kind of teed up for us was a talk that you gave. Tell us a little bit about the Creative Catalyst uh, Pioneering the Future conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that was, it was such a, it was so amazing to be invited back to South by and and with that particular talk, it was a, a featured session. Mm. with uh, And it, it was a co presentation. There's so many panels at South by which are fun, but, um, but when you get the opportunity to to do a presentation, you really um, self by kind of positively push you and kind of yeah. putting your, your yeah. thinking and, and, and presentation and work out there. So um, with that one, I, I was fortunate to co-present with Vicki Dobbsbeck. She is the executive in charge VP of uh, content over at ILMX Lab with Lucas Films. Yeah, super cool. 
my old yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, no. Phenomenal. Um, and her work, you guys have probably experienced it, you know, Vader Immortal. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's yes. their team over there. Um, they did some great experimentation with Magic Leap um, and the Porgs a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently, Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah. Yes. So, uh, mm-hmm. And they actually created an experience in Oculus that you can play, you know, at home, but then also that in-park play experience. So what did you guys talk, you talked about how to innovate, or did you talk about their process? What was the talk a little bit about? Yeah, uh, it it was fantastic in that we we broke it up into a couple of different chapters. So Vicky and I both are um, entrepreneurs, and what Mm -hmm. we did is uh, collectively we kind of parsed out these nine sort of um, areas or pillars of what it takes to innovate, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple of those were, you know, the importance of alignment, right? And, and having all the key um, stakeholders involved. We talk about one of the things that really stood out was the importance of diverse perspectives. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever, just, you know, where people are recruiting, you know, types, um, you know, not everybody needs the the fancy degree and all of that. It's really about um, bringing some of the self-taught uh, geniuses into the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, also measures of success. I think all of us have lived this in different um, areas of innovation, right? One of the big things we really highlighted on is that, you know, where where companies get it wrong is trying to hold innovation teams to those same KPIs as they do to the the rest of the organization. Right, um, right. If I'm not mistaken, Val, didn't you publish a FASCO article with uh, highlighting at least five of those nine uh, innovation pillars? Shameless I, plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I did, and actually, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure when it was going to come out, but coincidentally, yes, it did. It, it, it came out. Um, uh, I think it was like the anyway, the day before or day after the talk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was nice well, well done. There. It was well done. <laughs> yeah. So talk talk about the the next thing on your list here, sort of like you talked about uh, building the real world metaverse, which I think is almost like an oxymoron. Is that the pygmy shrimp of a metaverse, (laughs) the real world metaverse? Jumbo shrimp. shrimp. Talk talk a little bit about that conversation. Yeah, for sure. So um, so with that one, it's all about we really want to highlight on empowering creators and, and as you said, building the real world metaverse. So I think, you know, I think what well, you could, depending on what reference you look at, right, 2021, 20, um, it was like metaverse and NFT, you know, what's the number one year, word coming up? Well, I'll tell you what, South by definitely metaverse was at the top of the list. But uh. <laughs> I think when you look at um, a lot of the references, you know, particularly last year and now, you know, everybody references Snow Crash, which is where the word metaverse, you know, came from. But it, there's often these references of these dark dystopian futures, you know, mm-hmm. we're all gonna have, like chips in our head and, you know, all this kind of thing. And so what, what we wanted to do in this talk um, is really talk about the positive aspects of the metaverse and really um, Niantic uh, creators of Pokemon Go, they're doing a phenomenal job of that. Mm-hmm. 
So all about getting, getting people out in the world and connecting. Mm -hmm. And there we had Dan Morris, who is director of developer relations there. Yep. And, you know, and we really talked about their lightship platform and that's, that's exactly what it does, whether, whether you're a brand or you're a company and you want to, um, have that kind of Pokemon go like play into the world. Mm -hmm. It enables you to do that. And we actually had a great uh, panelist join us in full. And he is the uh, CEO of pixel links, Mm -hmm. which he co-founded with dead mouse. (laughs) Um, So they, they know what they're doing with the music and beats over there for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But what they, what they have done, what's really interesting. And again, thinking about empowering (laughs) Creators, um, you know, when you think about the typical music industry model, you know, it's like, hey, cut a track, put it on Spotify, hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Step three, hope. Yes. Watch the bank account. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, and so what, what Pixel Links is doing, what it's really impressive about what they're doing is they've actually, one of their things is they've worked with Niantic's Lightship platform and created uh, an experience for musicians to go beyond just throwing their, their track out there. But it's everything from how can they leverage a lightship platform where you might be going around a city and collecting different beats and ultimately being able to play out the track. Um, it might be things like extending that music into a comic book or different things like that. Mm. So really empowering that, that music artist into so many different ways, um, and doing it through, you know, uh, lightship platform and getting out in the world. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that is cool. I think, uh, uh, Barry, if I'm not mistaken, also shameless plug for you. I, you, you wrote an article about, uh, uh, how to have a metaverse strategy. And yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. You, in the drum. That's right. It that's, actually turned out really well. I was kind of psyched. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but you had, it was, it was, it was almost oxymoronic and like, don't panic, but also yeah. start right now. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it's these, these platforms that, you know, people can look to for an, an, an easy and efficient way to get started and sort of experiment with these things. And I do think if you think back to our talk with uh, Dave Meeker, uh-huh. all of our, mutual acquaintance, the how in, in think about all the ways that you can apply these technologies, but I think music sold as an NFT is a particular area of interest that I think could be really, really fascinating in a a very immediate way to engage a community. Because to your point, Val, Spotify is basically no man's land, no person's land uh, for the, the hope spray and pray kind of approach to uh, getting some listeners. This is is some, some fascinating work. Yeah. Yeah, I love I I and I do think I mean both of these examples here, both the speakers and what Val's kind of talking about, these are folks who are actually really kind of thinking about unique ways to kind of offer things to customers and, and sort of like unique services. These are really interesting uses of some of the web three concepts that are out there. So I think they're great totally. examples. Talk cool. a little bit about the future of workspaces uh, conversations that you also sort of were a part of, Val. Yeah, for sure. So with that one, you know, we we actually jumped in and kicked it off in talking about the now, right? And what I mean by that, it was talking about all the all the kids now. Well, actually, let me back it up. I think all of us grew up with gaming, 
right? Mm-hmm. Whether, mm-hmm. whether you're like from the Atari and television wars to the NES and Sega wars to like mm-hmm. Xbox, PlayStation, you know, and all of that. So the point is, is like all of us kind of grew up gaming. And yeah. what's interesting now is that, you know, particularly depending on the, the range of Gen Z that you're looking at, right? Everybody from like the, the sort of 12-year-olds to 25-year-olds mm-hmm. um, grew up. They grew up with mobile games. They grew up buying buying virtual goods on, mm-hmm. on devices, That's right? That's right? And so, and then now they're, you know, playing in environments, creating their own economies in things like Roblox. Um, they're playing in Fortnite. They're having those multiplayer social interactions. And so, and, and another actually interesting fact is that I believe it's over 60% of um, Fortnite um gamers are between 18 and 25. So there are people in our workforce mm-hmm. today and that like in their gaming. Yep. So yep. we think about that. What what so what does that mean for the future of work, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, what what that means is we talked about multiplayer moments. So really the mm-hmm. importance of having places and spaces you know, virtually and in person where people can engage, you know, interact, collaborate. Um, and then, you know, some of the some of the facts that we talked about in that chat were, you know, 73% of teams are going to have a remote workforce by 2028 if they haven't already, you know, wow. 73%. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, for one, I'm looking forward to the time when I can join a Zoom call and uh, shoot a coworker in the face, virtually speaking, of course, <laughs> I think that'll be a that'll great be, way. That's to... called feedback. Yeah, <laughs> feedback. Yes. You have to have a bubble gun, okay? Okay. Well. <laughs> or slime, you know. <laughs> I know it's not quite as violent as I would hope, but yeah. uh, we're getting there soon. Soon enough, let the technology catch up. But I, but I do think it's interesting to kind of. Um, so, like, I mean, Val and I are both talking to a bunch of clients that actually want to think through their metaverse strategy, clients that you would never expect, never right. expect. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting to actually think about having workshops to kind of think through value propositions, um, but doing it in something like like head office space and and, and that kind of stuff and, and being able to kind of give some of these folks an experience that's a little bit AR, VR. Um, or at least sort of metaverse I guess, if I can use it as a verb, um, even mm-hmm. when they're kind of like starting to sort of understand, like, what are truly the opportunities? You know, it could be something that's mm-hmm. a product company. It could be something that's a, that's a service company. But, I mean, talk a little bit about the some of the work that you did, Val, maybe with uh, with Marco from Head Office. And, and, and like, how are you experimenting a little bit um, with their with their universe? Yeah, for sure. So um, with head office space, what we did is we sort of dove in. And I think last time I was on the show, we talked about launching our shop next. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And well, and that's what we thought is like, what not better to experiment with our own products in the metaverse and how, what are the different, you know, tools and platforms. So with head office space, what we did is we teamed up, we made our own virtual showroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can go in there. We can look at, um, 
different product features. We actually have a scanning component where you can go in there and scan it and experience it as you would. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also um, from a learning and development and training standpoint, you know, we can go in there and show presentations, go talk to the teams about like the different features, benefits, and education. And um, it's been exciting because a lot of the team, (laughs) they said, wow, that was so much better than a PowerPoint. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, right. (laughs) What bubbles up? That, that's also uh, been exciting is that you know we have been in conversations with a number of companies like Barry was saying there's there's all this really exciting interest out there and it is this unexpected interest things like you know how you know exploring consumer testing in new ways exploring um, onboarding in new ways that are going to keep people engaged um, like we were saying our own internal sort of yeah. product mm-hmm. and show clients. Well, I like yeah. the yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, I was just gonna uh, ask. Uh, you know, uh, part part of that conversation was uh, you know Pepsi and ClearSale, and I'm kind of curious how how a Pepsi would use you know a, a metaversal experience or or, or ClearSale uh, for that matter. How do they? You know, we're talking about unexpected adjacencies, kind of like the hunt. You know, when we're talking about uh, Adrian mm-hmm. Slivin, mm-hmm. how does a CPG brand use the metaverse to their advantage? Well, with um, with PepsiCo, it was, we actually, it was great perspective from Phil Sage there. He's in their design and innovation team, and he's actually formerly from Hasbro. Mm. And so a okay. lot of the conversation we had there, um, he actually was formerly on the Nerf brand and worked a lot with the Fortnite Nerf mm. physical and digital and Roblox, same thing <clears throat> So he brought phenomenal perspective as we were talking about those kids now and those physical digital play experiences. And he's in a new role at Pepsi now. And so they're exploring like in the innovation team. So the world's their oyster and they're exploring all kinds of items. Interesting. Total, total wicked tangent here. But I like, I feel like I'm seeing that constantly, Phil, where like, companies are hiring people you would never expect them to kind of hire. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like Pepsi, the, 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 the kind of classic example of like, who, who would Pepsi hire? They're hiring someone that actually has experiences with gaming, right? Yeah. That has experiences kind of with like products that are more entertainment products. Like I bumped into this recently with like some of the automotive clients that we're dealing with. They, they literally don't want to hire automotive people. They don't want yes. to hire people. They want to hire people from outside the world. It's just, a, it's a really interesting time. Like people who understand, I think, um, multiplayer and game dynamics, people who understand sort of digital sort of VR and AR experiences are in hot demand at places that you would never expect. Oh yeah. Like sort of, it, it's really interesting to sort of see, What's going to happen, I think, as a lot of these more traditional sort of product companies are basically yeah. sort of like pulling some of these folks into their business structure, the kind of worlds that, you know, Pepsi is recognizing clearly that they're they're not just a product company, that they really are an entertainment brand. Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking back to our conversation with Andy Robinson from Corteva. Same 100%, kind of thing. 100%. There you go. So it's a B2B agribusiness 
agri-science brand. <laughs> totally. And we're talking about they they've done some very cool things in in sort of like I can imagine. What was like, that sports team that that like that that they yeah. were a part of? It was like the virtual farming thing. That's that exactly the what it was. Sponsor. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome, right? Because. If you're talking about gaming, you're talking about content. You're talking about content. You're talking about storytelling. You're talking about storytelling. You're talking about engagement. Yeah. A CPG marketing strategist may not necessarily know as much about engagement strategies as they were as they would like end like aisle end cap designs. Yes. Right. Uh, that's when you're there in the store. By the way, the relationship you have to that brand has to has a go between, which is Wegmans or you know yep. Publix or or what have you or. Yep. Uh, Think about the Texas brand. Um, uh, that's the one. <laughs> They're great, by the way. They're awesome. They are, yes. <laughs> we all have our favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have our local geographic uh, religious affiliations with uh, no one's brands. better than Wegmans, Phil. Those are I, fighting words. Come no, on. no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. Okay. But but uh, back to the matter at hand. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, we're seeing like uh, companies are looking for interesting and new and innovative ways to engage yes. with people directly, not through an, an intermediary like yes. the Wegmans or an HEV. And that's yes. that's where 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 these interesting hiring strategies are are, are getting in, and interesting metaversal strategies. Speaking of yeah. which, uh, so <laughs> the, so so you saw some some other stuff there that you weren't maybe intimately involved with, just walking the floor. Now that you had a chance to do that in person in the physical world, what are some of the other things you saw on, on the on the uh, along Sixth Street and uh, within the convention center there in Austin for South by? Um. Well, there there were a lot of different um, pop up experiences. Um, Fox was had a, a blockchain sort of immersive experience where you could go in there um, and actually check it, like learn more about it. And it was very like art filled and immer- mm. like and immersive. It was super exciting. There is a company called Doodles. Mm. So I definitely recommend looking, looking them up. And again, like, you know, as we talked about, you know, NFTs, metaverse, they're mm-hmm. fighting who's number one word yeah, <laughs> right. in the space <laughs> at the moment. But um, what Doodles did, their, their activation was really exciting and they just made it, they just made it really accessible for people who weren't living in all of this sort of immersive <laughs> world. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really exciting. It was exciting to see a couple of brands go out there and do that and really try to speak in regular people mm-hmm. consumer language like, hey, here's what an NFT is or hey, here's yeah. here's yeah. the universe and just making it simple. Um that was that was a, a fresh take. Yeah. Um Oh, that's a lesson. That's a that. lesson for all of us. You, yeah. you also mentioned that like retro is back at South by, which is kind of funny at a place that's all about the metaverse and NFTs. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, what kind of retro stuff did you see showcased? Yeah, we'll call it retro revival, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, but yeah, what we what we saw there was um, a lot of uh, retro inspired experiences, and when, and again talking about 
create, I know we were talking about creators in sort of the virtual world, mm-hmm. but we also saw a lot of creators in the physical world. So things like um, dioramas and that were made and inspired by um, like Mortal Kombat games or Back to the Future and hand oh, hilarious. Um, Another one was a company and they had taken different pop culture imagery and put it on um, uh, religious candles or shopping bags, (laughs) posters, uh, and, and, and those type of things. So just kind of like remixing the those sort of retro again whether it be pop culture or gaming but the big um retro gaming thing that was super exciting and that just had like people rallied around the big crowd and all this stuff um was um were all these just arcade cabinets mm. and you look at them oh, it's like oh, cool. yep. yeah it's like oh that's metal slug or it's like it's like tron it's like tron it's a, what's it exactly. was tempest there do they have tempest spell that's my favorite <laughs> not, but at my local arcade at my local arcade if you guys are ever in austin go to pinballs they have the classic tempest there oh my, oh god. my that, god that and caterpillar that'd be amazing they had yeah, yeah. i i'm just happy the, the, about the fact that the 80s and 90s are hot again it's like <laughs> we're talking about wearables can you do wearable yeah. jams like can I, we do, i've got like, yeah, I, I, I just hope that the acid wash jeans never come. Oh, that was a rough look. The Z Z Cavaricis and uh, yeah, we, we, we all we all have some, members some, only. Members yeah. only. Yes. We have some incriminating pictures, all of us from our past. That that's right. We will not we'll be explain, sharing with we'll our explain what all these things are to you, Val. Later, that's what we're doing. Look, look, I was I was a styling elementary kid. I had a burgundy members only jacket and okay. like. <laughs> I was rocking that with like my crimp ponytail. Okay, that's right. O- o- OP baby, OP. Yeah, that's right. Ocean Pacific. I had the I had the Billabong jacket to uh, compete with it. All right, enough. <laughs> wait, wait. I, so I didn't really quickly. I'm going yeah. back to gaming for a moment. What was super exciting is that there were all of these classic games, and and they were brought over from Japan. Um, and and there were other games from Japan and like, like a lot of like gesture play and movement play that, you know, we're just starting to see more of in the arcades here. So Mm -hmm. uh, really exciting to see people kind of get down with some of those classics, but uh, but heck that's starting to be accessible here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to Japan in 1995 and, uh, they had some Capco games. If you know, Capco, uh, they, you know, street fighter and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah mind-bogglingly futuristic in in uh what is uh is that 30 years ago almost yeah, oh, yeah it is wild it is wild to kind of think about so so what are the big takeaways that you've got val like i mean you saw a bunch of stuff you obviously participated south by his back that alone really ought to be the headline like what a wonderful thing that must have been an awesome communal experience to kind of be with all of those creators and all of those innovators and talking about stuff that's really important and seeing how people are experimenting, but like, like if you're sort of stepping back and you're kind of like, give us the moral, what, 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 what are you learning here? What are you excited about? So, I mean, I, I'm really, I, I am excited that people are connecting back in the world and sharing, like, again, having that physical contact and, and get like actually seeing people face to face, like excited about what they're doing, excited about what other people are doing. Yeah. You know, and when I think about boots on the ground at South by, you know, a couple of the key themes were, you know, creator economy is booming, right? Yeah. You know, 
AR, XR, um, you know, when we think about, and we talk about creator economy, that's creating your own items, you know, having ownership, being able to sell those items um, off the charts, just, and then the other things that were big, big trends were also like tools and technologies. Like there's more of them, but they're more accessible than they have been before. Um, so you can, no little to no code and start, you know, getting your ideas out there or experimenting, or you can be super savvy and jump into some of those, those free tools out there. Um, and then just kind of rounding it out in terms of just the, the things we want people to take away is, you know, positively looking at things like community building, culture, creativity, collaboration, connection, and commerce, and really, because, you know, we all have to work, right? <laughs> Sad, sadly, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> so, so, but like keeping those those things in mind, no matter what, what you're creating. And I think if we're yeah. having that at the heart and putting people at the heart, then, you know, it's only going to yeah. be. I agree. I love thinking about that that in that way. I think that that's exciting. I, I'm thrilled that you were able to participate in so many ways there, Val. It sounds like you had. You had a, a pretty awesome time. I, I, it's, it sounds like you participated in a bunch of great conversations. So, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great yeah. update. And thank you for now, sharing it with us. That's why you're a perpetual guest. You keep bringing it every time. Come on. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to see what the next event is. And I'm happy. I would love to come back. Absolutely, that'd be wonderful. We'll, we'll have you back. Thank you. All right, Phil. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we? I don't know if there is there a steal in this episode. Or I think there's always think? a. St- I think there's always a steal, uh, Barry. Uh, uh, and and even if there isn't anything to steal, I'm going to steal something from somebody. Uh, that's, <laughs> Good, that's, go. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> well, shit. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. The the the, the one thing I think that that's important yeah. from all of this is I thought for sure that these two years of the pandemic would irrevocably change the course of human interaction. Mm. And I think it, it, it has mm. it, but in a different way than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> namely the fact that, you know, we have proven <laughs> the scientists correct that we uh, are in fact pack animals mm. and we still crave the, the connection, but we can still augment our physical state with digital things. And I kind of think that that was the entire theme yeah. of South by this year. Uh, it is let's connect, let's have a shared experience, but let's also test out and look at and discuss the, the technology that will enhance our human interactions, mm. which is exactly, I think, wh- wh- where these surprising uh, developments in these sort of stalwart blue chip companies, CPG brands, uh, you, know, uh, you know, employment brands, w- working brands, brands about productivity are looking at interesting ways to connect because we're we're understanding how this trauma and it is trauma in fact has changed us but not changed who we are and who we fundamentally want to be mm. which I think is kind of fascinating I'm sure sociologists will look back on on this these last 2 years and mental health professionals as well to say how did this change us how did this test us and how did this how how did this sort of reground us in 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 our reality uh, yep. in our human condition. Yep. Uh, and so, so the steal, if there is an actual steal is get out, share mm. it, uh, but be safe. Uh, yeah. but, but see how technology can enhance the world around you. It's a fun place to be. And now that, uh, 
you know, stalwart brands are doing it. It's, it's, uh, it's a good thing to experiment and see where the world is going to take us. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I agree. I'm so if, if I'm going to steal anything, it's that I think that there's, um, real power in kind of like seeing what other people are thinking about and what other people are experimenting in. Right. And so it's, it's a, you've got to, if I'm going to steal anything is to kind of like, it's, it's to kind of like wander around a bit with an open mind, I mm-hmm. guess is, is kind of the main thing. So yeah. like, I'm thrilled that some of these live conferences are really kind of bouncing back and you're able to hopefully sort of like wander around and kind of see how other brands, unexpected brands, are experimenting with some of these emerging technologies and experimenting with different ways that they can kind of see application. They are certainly not. What, what's fascinating to me is many of the brands that are playing in these spaces are certainly not the brands I would have expected, right? They're not right. like natural, obvious kind of like places to sort of play. I agree. But I also yeah. think that like physical spaces are kind of like the new technology, right? The new connection technology. It's mm-hmm. interesting, Phil. I mean, I, I was thinking about it recently, <clears throat> you know, you and I used to have to like, sort of go like, Hey, you know, so we're going to get the team for dinner together and, and, and it's going to cost us this much. And what do you think? Is that okay? And now I'm kind of like, look, I'm not paying any rent. Yeah. I have no office. Yeah. I'm not paying any electrical bill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go spend a ton of money on the team and take 30 people to dinner. And they're yeah. like, great, yeah. great. Yeah. Because yeah. The thing that we kind of always knew, we kind of like really know now, like it is really important to get people together, to kind of do the hugging that Val kind of like talked about and to kind of think about those things. And so even though my office isn't an office anymore, it's the WeWork app on my phone, $29 a day if I want a desk kind of thing, you know, boop, 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 boop. Um, (laughs) I still think that, I still think that that kind of, technology of being able to breathe each other's air and to kind of touch each other and to kind of like see each other and to be able to read body language below the neck and all that kind of stuff. That's like really mm-hmm. important. And wearing um, structured pants again, if I may yes, add. Yes, yes. <laughs> Having to wear shoes and things like this. Yeah. That stuff is like really, really important. And so like, I'm thrilled that conferences are back. I'm thrilled that those kind of interactions, people are remembering how much they matter. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled that people to getting together is kind of back and people are remembering how much the kind of like creativity can be different in those kind of spaces. But I'm also thrilled with everything that we've learned over the past couple of years about how to connect and collaborate to each other virtually. And so I'm yeah. excited about kind of the the new world sort of like that we're all walking into, frankly, because I think mm-hmm. we're going to get to do a lot of both of those things. And I think well, you and I will, yeah. will get a chance to uh, to uh, maybe do a, a, a an IRL episode at some yes. point yes and uh, maybe buy some new gear in order that's, to that's uh, exactly right that. i want to get those microphones phil where we have to like sort of like put like you know what bubbles up as the, the little sort yeah. of like logo right below the little bubble thing yeah 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 well we, that's that's an consider it done my my man excellent excellent val are you going to steal anything from from your own uh <laughs> your own <laughs> observations <laughs> I'll so, steal it from myself and give it back. Yeah, it's the best form of flattery, stealing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just thankful for the experience. You know, I mean, there mm. again, and you guys were thank you for having me on and, and talk uh, highlighting on some of the talks. I mean, uh one of the things we actually didn't touch on was we we actually kicked off self by the first day. Mm the metaverse mixer mm, and right 
we had no idea, you know, like it was the first day, you know, are there going to be people that, are there many people that show up? Like, hell, you know, it's are people flying in later, people still being conservative about the travel. Mm. And I got to tell you guys, <laughs> we had people like queuing up out the door. There was um, like a couple hundred people there. We had, uh, and it was just, it was like a welcome. It was like a welcome home. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. everybody like, PSFK, Niantic, um, yeah. uh, a group called Tanky, uh, mm. who are doing gaming for kids, Trip, who are doing like mental health in VR. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. VR. Um, we had our, our friends there, head office space, Patch XR. We didn't talk about them, but you guys got to check them out. They're doing, um, because we were talking about creators and they're doing all about empowering musicians and creators in VR. Yeah. yeah experiences so a ton a ton of fun frontier collective talking about their um community efforts and they, there's this massive community in vancouver who are doing a lot of experimenting in in web3 oh, very cool very That's cool yeah. all right val well thank you for uh joining what bubbles up once again um you're the best um and thank you to all of you for listening out there sort of in the the uh I was about to say the metaverse, but I guess the podcast averse or whatever it's called, the Spotify averse, the anchor averse or whatever. There you go. Uh, the listener averse. That's the listener averse. If you're uh, listening for the first time and you haven't subscribed to What Bubbles Up, please uh, click subscribe. We'd love to have you uh, listen. We've got a lot of great content upcoming. We try to do this every uh, couple of weeks. And uh, of course, uh, you can always find us on uh, Spotify or Anchor or Google Play or uh, uh, uh uh, many, many, many other sort of like podcast networks, Phil. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with us, please feel free to do so by emailing us at whatbubblesup at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at whatbubblesup. Once again, thank you to our star repeat performer, Val Vacante, <laughs> the Director of Strategy and Product Innovation at Merkel. We will see you on the next episode of What Bubbles Up. Cheers. What Bubbles Up. What Bubbles Up. My feels pumping off my podcast. What bubbles up?